Good morning, Heritage. Today is Tuesday, December 12th. This is Mr. Nice, and you are listening to The Griffin Rundown, a weekly podcast for HCA. I hope that you're listening together on the way to school this morning. Hey, we're less than two weeks away from Christmas. Can you believe it? I I was pondering today and yesterday how thankful I am for a school and for teachers that have the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ at their core. We sat around the table once for dinner this past week, and my family was discussing how Jesus in, about Jesus in uh, Luke 1 and Gabriel's words to Mary that I discussed on the podcast a week ago about how Jesus will be born to her and how Jesus will sit on the throne of his father, David, and that he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And we were discussing these things over dinner, and my older kids were able to remember and tell me about God's promises to David in 2 Samuel 7. And they were also able to tell me about some of the history of Israel and the fall of the southern kingdom of Judah in the 6th century BC. And and boy, there was no king in Israel on the throne. And, um, And then my kindergartner was ecstatic to tell me uh, which part he has in the in the nativity play that his class is putting on. And so um, these are the, the things that they're learning at school. As a dad, I can't overstate how thankful I am for their teachers that are, are teaching them truth, not just for knowledge sake, but with a desire for changed hearts for the gospel. So I'm so thankful for the men and women that the Lord has brought, just speaking as a dad, uh, to pour into my own kids. So um Praise the Lord for for good and godly people here with our kids. Um, so just by way of some announcements and, and updates, the concerts tomorrow night in uh, Hudson, CCC is where you should be going to catch the, your Peninsula and, and Northfield students at the concert, 6 p.m. at CCC in Hudson. Uh, the, the following day, Thursday, uh, 6 p.m. at at Parkside Church for the Bainbridge campus. So uh, it'll be a great time. I hope lots of grandmas and grandpas are going to be there to catch it. Very thankful for for these days to to sing about the birth of Jesus and and what he came to do. And then Christmas break is also nearly upon us. So this week is the the last week before uh, the new year for early childhood. So please make sure you're checking communication from your teacher for all the various early childhood classes and sections. And then also next uh, week, the 20th, is the last day for Academy and, and the, the uh, Monday-Wednesday study center. So, And that's an early dismissal at noon, so make sure you're aware of that. Um, inevitably, we have some children that come one one day too long or, or folks that don't realize that the last day is an early dismissal. So please be aware. The hymn this week is Hark the Herald, one undoubtedly that you're familiar with, but if you want to sing along with the kids, they should be getting to know it now too. It's Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And then um, prayer. We, we have many opportunities to be coming together to pray as a community in various groups by campus, or and there's ways to do it online, and uh, there's one during the day. There's one in the evening now. So I, I just commend to you our newsletters and, and ask that you'd be looking at those and, and considering a time to come alongside uh, to pray for our children, our school, and, and our teachers. So um, please check out the newsletter for opportunities to be praying together. And then 
The charter question this week, this is a good question that I'll read it and then address very various parts of it as, as I go through it. Um, the question is, as a covenantal school, HCA is already well outside the mainstream, which is why it is so appealing to us and families like us. To the extent there is even a marginal effect on admissions, teacher selection, or curriculum, it would be detrimental even if it is not a compromise on core Christian principles. How does the board feel about this? Well, that is a really good question with a lot of parts to it. And the first thing I want to say is before I forget, uh, much of this was covered during an interview in uh, the fourth episode on the podcast where I interviewed Troy McIntosh from Ohio Christian Education Network. We talked through uh, these things most of them in, in decent detail. So I refer you back to episode four to listen to that interview, um, which I think dropped on November 28th. But then I, I also just want to reiterate some of these things. First off, the question began as a covenantal school. What I think he meant when he wrote this, a covenantal school is a school that partners with believing families, and uh, which we are. So we are a school that partners with Christian families. At least mom or dad must profess faith in Jesus Christ, and, and families have to sign off that they agree with our statement of faith. It's a pretty robust statement of faith, um, and, and families aren't just signing off that they're okay with it. They're, they're signing off stating that they agree with it. So, um, yep, we are a covenantal school. If that's what you meant by it, I agree with you. And... Um, and then he, he mentioned uh, effect on admissions. So uh, we are able to admit students with the charter, have, having a charter from the state, being a uh, chartered non-public school. Uh, we don't have to change our admissions uh, procedures or standards. So families will continue to go through the same interview process. And students kindergarten and above will still have to take an academic assessment as part of the process. We continue to get records from previous schools when, when that's applicable. And um, presumably this individual will be happy about this news too. We're also adding a pastoral reference letter as part of the admissions process. So you hear me, um, Mr. Bond, Mr. Hatterberg, Mrs. Larison, regularly talk about this as a partnership. And, and when we say that, uh, we mean it's a partnership with the family and with the school, but we also are, are always saying, and with the local church. So um, we anticipate that families, um, when you're sending children here, because you think we're teaching the same message when you drop your children off with us for seven plus hours per day and teaching the same message that they're getting uh, when you have your children in the local church. So um, so starting now for this coming school year, we're making a stronger effort to make sure that the families we are welcoming to Heritage value the local church and, and who are active in the church. So, um, and, and as an aside, I, I do encourage you to be at church this weekend and, and to put yourself and your children under the teaching and the authority of, of a gospel-centered church. It's important. So back to his question then, he mentioned uh, admissions. Uh, the effect on admissions, effect on teacher selections. So uh, we do not have to change the way we hire either. We'll continue to hire people that are on mission, who are God-fearing, who are talented, 
who are passionate about the content area that they're going to be teaching and who love and have a calling to work with children. So these are the kind of people that, that we're looking for. Um, so yeah, we don't have to change who we hire or how we hire. Um, so happy to share that news with you. And, and then the curriculum writer mentioned uh, the curriculum. So again, happy to report that the state cannot tell us which books we can and cannot use. So, um, very thankful for, for that piece of news too. So, um, I hope that, hope that helps to answer the person who wrote in this question. I'm, I'm very happy to continue dealing with these things. And it is my intent to continue taking a question on the, the chartering process, uh, one per week. So, um, having said that, let's transition and go to your favorite segment and mine. It's time for the joke of the week. So I'm happy to welcome into the studio now one of our fourth graders in Peninsula. This is Travis. Travis, can you say hi to everybody? Hello. Hello. So Travis, I don't know this joke yet, but someone told me it's pretty funny, which is how you made it in here. So Travis, will you tell us the joke? Uh, what does a cow need in life? What does a cow need in life? I don't know. A calculator. A calculator. All right. Where did you learn that one? Um... I made it up, and uh, so sometimes my uh, sister uses a calculator to uh, um, do her homework, and um, I thought about that, and so then I was like, what goes with the calculator, basically? A cow, basically. So that's how I thought of it. I like it. So not only do cows need it for life, but then like big sisters doing hard math need Uh it for life. That's good. Yeah, I like it. I love the the homemade jokes. And does your sister laugh when you tell her this? Um, Sometimes uh, some of my jokes aren't funny for my family, (laughs) but sometimes uh, I just make them... uh, Start laughing so hard. You're going to, you know what? I bet this was a funny one, and you're going to have all the best dad jokes one day. I can tell already. Good job, buddy. Travis, thanks for coming in, bud. All right, thanks. We have a special treat for our interview today. Many of you know that Heritage is in its 21st year as a school, but most of us in the school don't know who the founders of Heritage are. The school that we know and love today was once just an idea, a twinkle in the eye of two couples, the Wrights and the Flanagans. Scott and Linda Wright and Brett and Debbie Flanagan saw a need 22 or 23 years ago and did the brave and bold and difficult thing of starting a school from scratch. It is not a work for the faint of heart and and honestly really takes pioneering people. So I'm very, very thankful for the work that the Lord called them to do. And joining me today in the studio, we have Scott and Linda Wright and Brett Flanagan. Debbie Flanagan was unfortunately unable to join us for the recording. And since you won't be able to hear from her today, I think it's appropriate for me to share how indebted I am to Deb for her work at Heritage. She is a joy and a dear friend and a constant help to me, especially in the early years at Heritage. So Deb, I'm very thankful for you. But without further ado today, let's hop in. So let's welcome Scott Wright, Linda Wright, and Brett Flanagan. 
So Scott Wright, Linda Wright, and Brett Flanagan, thank you so much for giving time to to come and talk with us about Heritage this morning. It's great, great to be here, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, as as I said to the listeners on the lead, and you are um, the the faithful uh, pioneers who who started this whole enterprise 21 years ago, and um, boy, we we sat around uh, the table with 400 plus friends of Heritage a couple weeks ago, and and you know, part of that fun of that for me is to look around and see. Uh, or, and think to myself, boy, I wonder what the Wrights and the Flanagans thought 21 years ago. And if they ever thought they might see a night when, when 400 friends would be sitting together that, that are there because they love the school and, 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 and they even, they even know it's a fundraiser, so they might be ready to give, but, um, you know, think back 21 years yourselves, uh, think back 21 years. Could you imagine something like that? Or did you imagine something like this? Um, not, not me. I, I'm, I'm not much of a visionary. So I was just day to day hoping to give a little bit of relief to Linda and Debbie and, uh, boy, it's amazing. What's, what's happened. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, Scott, I remember you and I'm sitting up in the upper deck of the old weed and grill, just trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to take some of the rocks out of the backpacks of our wives? <laughs> yeah that's right that's exactly right and what we did is probably put more rocks in there <laughs> that's what's funny i think we all learned that we thought oh this is going to be something that's going to you know help us personally as well as hopefully provide a service never realizing <laughs> foolishly how much work it would be but it was good work and we're, we're thankful but you know when you're in the throes of it you you're just doing the next thing. And so I don't think we were looking that far ahead. We were just trying to make sure it was sustainable for a year, right. two years. Yeah. Yes. And then I, I think later, you know, when when we started thinking about possibly a full-time school and of course you came in, that's when I think a, a bigger vision kind of, kind of grew then. Mm. So. Yeah. Pretty funny. when you think back, you, you sound like entrepreneurs of, yeah. Uh, we just wanted to make sure it would last for a year or two, but <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, what thinking, thinking back, I'm, I'm sure you guys, you guys have dozens and dozens of stories, but I'm wondering if, you know, I think for a couple seconds here, can you think back to maybe give one or two stories of some way in which it's evident that the Lord was working and, or, or maybe some story where you thought, I just don't know how we're going to do this. And, um, but the Lord stepped in in a big way and provided for the school. Well, I'm sure Brett and Linda have many stories. I don't remember things that well, but I do remember this, <laughs> that when we decided to go for it and Brett ran all his numbers, and I think, Brett, you, you correct me if I'm wrong, you said we had to have 36 students to get, make this a go. And and we we had a meeting and we prayed and we you know, rubbed our hands together and waited on the Lord. And all of a sudden, when it came time, we had 54 students, I think, which was incredible. So far more abundantly than we could even ask or think. So, Yeah, Scott, I, I remember that. And it was all, I mean, just 100% word of mouth. We had, we had no raving fans. We had no advertising. We had nothing to, no proofs to hold up to anyone. So... 
those families took a lot of, took a leap of faith and right. it was really, a, a really a blessing for sure. I, uh, Scott, I remember, and Linda, I remember as well, I think shortly after we started, we were renting the building where we now, where we now worship, but we were renting that building. And, and I think, I think it was early on, maybe the first month or two, and the, the, the prior church that owned that building had scheduled a fire inspection. And it happened to be the same day we had class. There were kids everywhere, cars everywhere. <laughs> the fire inspector comes and is like hammered the, school, the, the church for not having all these appropriate fire safety uh, things. And then they called us and said, well, it's going to be about $5,000 to solve the problem. I, I remember that just sent a bolt of lightning of fear through me. Oh boy! Mm -hmm. yeah. The Lord, the Lord provided that 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 congregation was generous. If I remember correctly, they covered a huge portion of that cost. Yeah, um, we had a little bit, but they were very generous to enable us to continue to meet, and that yeah. was a real blessing. That's right. Amen. And and I don't think we've ever missed a payroll. Over no, all you're right. That's correct. So, you're right. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then, uh, you know, I'm thinking you, you are, uh, you're all grandparents now. And so you know, you've raised your children. I think between the two of you, you've raised uh, what, 11, 12 kids, 12, but between your, your families. Now. Yeah. And, and you all have grandkids now. And, um, so you you're at this phase where you're starting to see things through maybe slightly different lens than than the heritage parents, right? Who who have their children that are anywhere between three and sixteen years old. So, you know, what words of encouragement would you say to the the thirty something parents here while you've got them captive in the car? What do you think? Boy, <laughs> that's a big one. I know. Well, go ahead. You, you I, well, I think I would, as far as education goes, I, I would just encourage them that um, your kids are far more capable than you believe in terms of what they can learn, in terms of the depth of topics they can wade into. I think we sell them short sometimes. Um, and so, you know, I would just encourage them go all in on education, you know, don't be afraid. Don't think it's too hard. Um, that's, that's part of what makes heritage distinctive. I mean, there are many Christian schools around and I, and I, of course, I want us to be a strong Christian school, but, but our niche is that we're a classical school. And, um, you know, that's where I hope parents will really embrace that and understand the challenges and yet the reward of that. So I'm not sure if that's what you're looking for. But. No, that's great. Well, I, I think along with what you said, you know, when we first started this, our vision, if we had one, I'm not sure you could call it a vision, but, you know, we wanted to help train disciples for Christ, obviously, as Linda said, a Christian school, but then also pursue excellence, which I think if you're doing this under the Lord, it's going to be excellent, you know, so both of those things are, are important. Linda, I had actually written down the exact same thought. So well, well said. Um, I, I would, I would add that um, it's 
someone, this is not a Christian statement, but I, th I think it's a true statement, specifically Christian statement, but I think it's a true statement that you, be, you t we become like the people we spend time with. And I think if we send our children to a place like Heritage, we have an opportunity for them to have mentors and examples and role models that are modeling the love of Christ and the love of learning that we want our children to have and to help model the virtue and the character traits and the behaviors that we want our children to have. Amen. Well said. Both of you. Yeah, we become what we behold. Right. There's a mm -hmm. there's a reason, you know, to, to put these things together. There's a reason that um, we do hold out the greatest works from Western Civ um, for the last several millennia uh, it, alongside the scriptures. Right. We're, we're becoming and beholding um, we're, we're, we we're becoming what we behold. And so, you know, we don't have Captain Underpants uh, as as one of the main books that we teach because as our children read those things, that's what they're going to become, right? Um, so I'm I'm with you on those those thoughts. It's very good. Um, hey, what about this? What about the students then? You all had kids that went through heritage, and you saw all the the good things and all the struggle through challenging curriculum. What would you say to the students at Heritage today? I, I like what Linda said earlier that you know we we tend to underestimate their abilities and their uh, comprehensive comprehension. So I think go for, go for all of it. I mean, read all the books and meet all the friends and take advantage of what all heritage has to offer. I think that there's a lot there and uh, I think they'll be better for it. I would just share just personally from our own children who have all, you know, come back and said how valuable that education was while they may not have always appreciated it, especially when they had their dad for logic and great books. Oh, and his, his curriculum <laughs> literally made a couple of them cry. Um, but they both have, have all come back and just said how valuable it was, what a foundation it was. And really that their great books education under their dad was the hardest class they ever had, mm -hmm. including grad school, law school, and you know college so i'm not sure that's a compliment it, it was meant to be a compliment <laughs> <laughs> so i think that's a good thing. so if they could keep that future in mind and and students realize what a foundation they're laying for success for themselves hopefully and just enrichment as we said you know for themselves um going back to what you said david it was just funny i was leading a bible study in isaiah and the passage i had nine times in one chapter it said behold god you know behold mm -hmm. your god and uh, so, so important that, yeah, that's what we keep before us. So, Amen. sorry, I just wanted to finish that. That's a great point. Both <laughs> your dad is a good point. David, I, I would say to the to young people that are at Heritage, I'd say, look, um, your parents have sacrificed a lot for you to be there. And think about why, why is, what's that telling you about their love for you? And um, there's something important being said there. And hmm. So have the teachers and so have the leaders, the people that are working at Heritage. You know, they've all, everyone, all, the whole staff is sacrificing. And, and that should speak volumes to you as a student. Um, that people care enough about you, love you, this is something important enough. And you should take advantage of the opportunity. Um, uh, and I, I think to build on what Scott and Linda said, um, one of our daughters 
called us up from college and was all excited about this class she was taking. And she goes, it, it's all about classical Christian education. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we chuckled and um, said, yes, we had. <laughs> so, um, it, 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 they have a tre- you, you have a treasure as a young person and, and enjoy it and, and take advantage of it. Hmm. That's good. Um, what well, one more question uh, to to whoever can answer it. So let's project. So Heritage is in year twenty one right now, and so let's project another twenty one years down the road. You know, what would you long to be able to say? Let's say we're doing the same interview again in twenty one years. What would you long to be able to say about the school in twenty one years from now? I I'll, I'll say two quick things and then let the wiser men speak. But um, I. My husband has often said that, you know, his greatest desire when he steps down from the pulpit, we've been at the same church for his entire career, is that it just, the church would not miss a beat. In other words, it should never be personality driven who's in the pulpit. It should be that it's a solid foundation. The people are there because they love the Lord, the word of Mm God. And so I guess that would be my desire for heritage that no matter who takes leadership role, that the foundation was laid well, the values remain. And so it's as strong, you know, in 20 years as it is now. Um, and that we're able to look and see the fruit of, you know, students involved in society and doing great things and transforming um, things. So um, that's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, I, I would echo that. I would just love to see 42 years of helping to train disciples for Christ and pursuing and producing excellence. I, th- I think that would be a wonderful legacy. Uh, the only I amen to both Linda and Scott, and I would just, I would wish, wish list. Maybe there would be a lot more heritages <laughs> in, in Ohio. So hmm. Not necessarily. Brett, you're going to start something new? I don't sure what's going on here. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's making a play to hop back on the board here. <laughs> I'm just, you know, you hand the baton off to someone who's far better than you and you can just see what they can do. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's good. Well, you know, I, I want to say it here publicly, you know, so thankful for the work of, the rights and the Flanagan's, you know, we say this is year 21, but I know the planning went on for a year plus ahead of time. And, um, you know, we are all the 700 students and the 390 families uh, have much to be thankful for, for the work that the Lord did through the rights and the Flanagan's. So, so thankful for you, thankful for the vision, you know, even though, you know, Scott was joking, he's not a visionary boy. Um, this is pretty amazing work for, for non-visionaries. So immensely thankful for you guys. Yeah. wonder what would happen if we had a vision. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, we just want to thank you. And uh, you have been a very faithful head of school and we're grateful to God for what you've done. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Thanks. And Hey, Debbie sends her love. She's sorry she couldn't join us this morning, but she sends her love to everyone on the call. Amen. Well, Brett, Scott, Linda, thank you for the time today. Uh, so thankful for your work. Thank you, thank David. You. Thank you, David. We're thankful for you and for all the board. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to the Griffin Rundown. As always, it is a pleasure to partner with you to cultivate our children to be lifelong learners who think and live for Christ. We'll be back again next Tuesday.